buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon, Twin Ports, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rondi and Gary Callagher here every Saturday from 12 to 1, right here on KDAL, 610 AM, 103.9 on your FM dial, if you like FM. And um, Jim will be with us starting in the second second segment. And everybody knows Jim is now living in Florida, and so uh, it's kind of going to be nice to always have some perspective on what's going on in that Florida market, as well as if anybody is a snowbird from up in these parts and they want to move down there, he's going to be a good resource down there to uh, uh, help somebody in that area. And he's down in the Punta Gorda, a little about 40 miles north of Fort Myers. So um, uh, great area, great resources to have. And we hope to keep bringing you the best real estate news locally, nationally, and across the globe that uh, that there is. One of the things I want to start us out with this week is this real estate market that we're in. And we all understand it's been unlike anything that we've ever um, seen, been involved with as uh, real estate professionals. It's something that um, I can tell you that we could have never imagined that this market that we are currently experiencing uh, was ever going to happen. You know, when you go back to some of the things that, you know, I know that we've lived through in the real estate community, being in real estate for, you know, 30 plus years, uh, you see a lot of stuff and you see a lot of change. And I think the real estate industry witnessed some of the most profound changes uh, in the last, I'm going to say since 2000, you know that we've ever seen, and I think it, I think it basically things started in in 1995. You know when the computer really started to get up and, and running, and we had the Windows 95 uh, when it made it uh, user friendly for us all to use these devices. Um, that's when you started to see this shift in, in real estate, and then we got into uh, the 2000s. You know when these these mobile phones and uh, iPhone and Galaxy and all those things started to become. Uh, um, a big part of our lives, you know, in the mid 2000s and forward, boy, it's really changed how we we've done business and the speed of 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 everything that we do is just, you know, it's 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 been compounded to the point to where things happen now. People want things now, you know, and and the the new consumers that we're dealing with, you know, they they um, uh, they're very tech savvy and they. Um, uh, they like their information quickly, and uh, responding to people and getting back to people is no longer a phone call. Um, it's a text or it's an email, and and so and and I'm personally I still like to call people. I I it's difficult for me to sit and write a novel on a text, you know. And sometimes you know we have to communicate with people, and and you have to talk through some of the issues that we go through. And so it's nice to be able to talk and, and listen to people. Plus, I think the other thing that, that uh, happens when you have text or email or whatever, the interpretation that people have of what how they're interpreting what is being written to them can be different than hearing it from your voice. 
and I've certainly run into that, um, you know, more than once where, you know, people can get a little bit emotional over a sentence that was written. So talking to people, I, I still like to do. I think it's really important to communicate because I think there's more emotion involved in your voices and and to hear people's concerns and those types of things. I, I do think it's important. But as we've moved into this market that we're in right now, remember we were in this housing recession and we thought yeah, that was the end of the world. You know, the housing recession was – Really, in, and I, I firmly believe this, as we got into 2008, 9, 10, and 11, I thought the real estate market was over. I thought I was going to end up leaving the industry. I was going to have to get another job. And uh, that real estate was just going to become, you know, something that happened occasionally. Um, and it, and we stayed in that recession recessionary market for several years and um, we made it through. It started to rebound as we got into 2012, 2013. And then uh, from, I think, 2016, 17, 18, 19 in there, you know, we kept setting records for houses, number of units sold, average sale prices that we we're having this the local Twin Ports markets. And uh, it was just something that was, you know, it was like, wow, this is just really something that, that nobody could have thought was possible back just a few short years ago when we were in the midst of the housing recession. Then we start getting into 2020 and we get the pandemic and everything shuts down. And remember, folks, that was just a year ago. A year ago at this time, there was nothing going on. Everything shut down and closed up and locked down and what have you. And although the real estate community was still going on, there were still people looking at houses um, it it slowed up. It, it had an effect on the market and the numbers. It certainly slowed down. But as we went through that first um, easing of the um, lockdown, I think it was June 1 of last year, man, did we see a shift in our marketplace. And then we got into July and August and things took off. And it got real active at the end of the year. It slowed up, I think, a little bit as we got around the holidays, but we got through these holidays in at the end of the year, 2020, and we turned the corner into 2021, and as we got into January and the weather really wasn't that bad, this winter wasn't that bad of a winter, and as we got into mid-January, it's like somebody turned the faucet on in the real estate economy here locally, and all heck broke loose. I mean, it broke loose, and and it kept going. And we got into February, and, and we're all thinking to ourselves, man, we got multiple offers on all of our listings. We can't keep listings on the market. We've got like 10, 15 offers on any given house at any given time. It's like, what's going on? And this continued to like snowball. It got into March, April. And things were just like unbelievable. The frustration levels of the buyers and the and the real estate agents, you know, the emotions that were involved in some of this stuff was just like unthink, uh, unlike anything that we had ever seen. And so trying to figure out where we've come from and where we're going and how it affects everything locally, I, I, think, I think the biggest concern on people's minds in today's real estate market is – Am I overpaying for a house? Are we in a bubble? 
you know, what's going to happen? And I think these are really difficult questions for us as the real estate community to try to figure out and what to tell people. Because if we go into a market correction, everybody that bought a house this year, they're going to have a loss of equity. And they could owe more on their house than their house is worth, which is exactly what happened in the housing recession. That could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. If you're going to live in your house for 10, 15, 20 years, you can withstand a correction like that. It's not going to affect you because it's your house, you're living in it, and it is what it is. But if you're buying a house now, and you're going to sell your house within two to five years, let's say, and you've you know, paid these inflated prices... And then you have to sell it. You could be one of the ones that get caught up in this situation. Now, is that going to happen? I don't know. It certainly could. But the trends in all indicators are pointing to a very stable market here. Now, I always think there's going to be some type of an adjustment. I think there always is. It's just a cyclical thing. But I don't think we'll ever see something that we went through in the in the peak of the housing recession. I don't ever think we'll see a, a re- recession like that. Now, barring some global world event, which could certainly affect things, um, and everything remains as normal as possible, I think the real estate market here locally in the Twin Ports is is stable, and I th- I th- I'm hopeful that it's going to continue to be stable. Housing is a safe investment. It's a good investment. It's a tangible investment. And my hope is that, and this is just to try to calm a lot of fears because I hear a lot of stuff from people. I hear, we we talk to a lot of people and there's a lot of concern out there. And I think, um, you know, the young people that are buying houses, the old people that are selling their houses, I shouldn't say old people, seniors, you know, whatever, um, uh, and and the in betweens, you know, the 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 move up people, the move down people, all that type of stuff. And then the parents of kids trying to buy a house. That's really a wild dynamic, you know. Moms and dads get really upset, you know, when when their kid, uh, son or daughter, isn't able to get a house, and they've been looking, and and so you have some of that as well. And I, th- I just say to people, stay in the market, keep looking. I do think the markets have slowed down a tad bit in the last couple of weeks. And I think some of it might be due to the you know schools letting out, colleges letting out, uh, our first holiday, summer holidays coming up with the Memorial Day weekend here. So my guess is, is that we probably see a little bit of a slowdown as we get through these next two major holidays, Memorial Day and July 4th. But I think after that, then we'll begin to like see how this market is going to evolve, what's going to happen. Uh, and I think the predictions and the trends are also that the mortgage interest rates are going to con- continue or start to go back up again. They've certainly eased off a little bit. But I do think that this market is um, exciting. It's frustrating. And it's unknown. I think there's a lot of unknown in this marketplace. But I also think there's a lot of energy in the marketplace. And there are a lot of people that still want to buy houses. And we still don't have enough inventory to accommodate all that. So I think as long as things stay strong and we keep moving in a uh, um, a positive direction, I think we're going to be fine. 
and I'm excited and bullish on the Twin Ports. I always have been. I always will be. And, um, folks, we got to take a first break here. Thanks for listening. You've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from REMAX uh, every Saturday from 12 to 1. I am in Florida and Gary is in the Twin Ports. And uh, Gary, sorry I missed that first segment. One of the things about um, traffic predictions down here in Florida is uh, you can't predict it. So I got stuck in a little bit of traffic. But uh, I'm happy to be here for the second segment and, and the rest of them. Speaking of traffic, Jim, uh, I got my first traffic jam on the new uh, Interstate 35 construction. And I had to sit for about, I don't know, eight or nine minutes. That's not bad. So it's going to be a long summer. It will be. Yeah, yeah. How's that coming along? Is there a lot of destruction right now, I'm supposing? Yeah, they're taking down um, a, a large portion of it, you know, and getting that bridge over the 27th Avenue West, that's... You know, they should be getting ready to pour concrete on that, but um, it's coming along. It's going to be a haul. We got another couple, couple more years with that, but um, um, hopefully it's all going to be beautiful when it's all said and done. Right. Exactly. So, anyways, Jim, in the first segment, um, I was talking about the real estate market here, uh, not only locally, but, but nationally as well. And, you know, where we've come and how things have evolved over the, the, uh, the past few years and, and how the market has changed from, you know, when you first got in real estate, I first got in real estate and, you know, how we did things by phone, by meeting people and, and, uh, right. and, and how things have transitioned now into this uh, new world of technology with all our smartphone, our smartphones and all these platforms that are available to people to communicate with. And uh, our, the documentation, all of our, our offers, you know, can be all signed online and the speed at which we do things is just like incredible. And uh, I had mentioned that in the um, uh, the housing recession, I really thought the real estate was over. I thought it was just gone. I thought we were done. You know, I thought I was going to have to get out and get another career. You know, and then and then we came out of that housing recession, and we came into the mid, uh, you know, two, as we got into two sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen, and how things we were setting annual records with units sold and average price price points, uh, and and things kept going up and up and up, you know, and then we got to last year, the the twenty twenty year of the pandemic, uh, and we got to the uh, as we turned into twenty twenty one, and this market took off in January, Jim, and it's just never stopped, and it's been a locomotive train just running. Uh, wild with these offers and trying to predict what's going to happen and where this market is going to go. I want to get your, you know, what you think is going to happen to our market, not only here locally in the Twin Ports, you know, how things are down in Florida where you are at. Where do you think this market is going to go and what what kind of uh, a market are we looking in at in say six months and and even a couple of years down the road? Well, when you when you told me that you wanted to go and talk about this, I, I googled. Um, let's see, what did I Google? I, I googled twenty twenty one housing market, and I went to one that was from marketwatch dot com, um, and I just find it interesting. They, they have another way of looking at it. Um, they're saying that a lot of Americans appear to be asking the same question that you're asking, Gary. It says data from Google 
um, underscores the concerns that many people have about the state of the real estate market. Searches for the phrase, when is the housing market going to crash, are up 2,450% over the past month. Really? So, and that's a, that's a current article that you're reading? Yep. My exactly. goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, all it's talking about is, you know, people are asking, is it going to crash? Um, and uh, it's it also gives, then it gives some facts, you know. The, uh, the the nominal house price index is now about 40% above its 2012 low point uh, and 4% above the peak reached in 2006 when we had the historic bubble. So and that's according to J.P. Morgan Research. So what does that mean for Florida and the Twin Ports? Again, I... I they're saying that, and I've I've read a lot of uh, I've read a lot this last week about you know the quote unquote bubble and whether or not we have one. And uh, there's a lot of the experts are saying no, we don't because the circumstances are so different. However, um, I think that it, that yet needs to be played out. But I think that the Twin Ports and and Florida and a couple other states in particular. Um, and I've, I've read a bunch of articles about Florida and the boom. And I don't remember if you were, I don't know if you remember any of those housing numbers I told you about the state of Florida last week, but they're, they're setting records. So the, the pandemic has, uh, you know, fortified this area in the Twin Ports with more buyers than we can handle because people are moving to where they want to move because their work's allowing it. And it's, it's creating... It's creating an extra little wave for us, so um, it's just it's just crazy. Um, you know, it's like home prices in Idaho are up thirty four percent. Idaho, you know, I mean, uh, I've I think I've driven through it once, but other than that, I don't know much about Idaho. There's some other states here that they're saying that are that are that are up um, and substantially inflated, you know, and Idaho is is one of the top ones, so. I don't know, Gary. It's um, it's hard to predict, but I still think that you know the Twin Ports is going to be just fine. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't slowed down from from what I you know I'm still wrapping up some business up there. It hasn't slowed down from what I can see, um, and and certainly if you have a listing in in the town of Punta Gorda, Florida, where I live, uh, if it's not gone in in three days, it'd be a shock, you know. So um, it's kind of the same. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we've all heard some of the emotions from, from buyers, real estate agents, and, and whatnot in the first half of this year. And part of me thinks maybe some of these buyers are just like saying, ah, I've had enough. I'm going to just hang tight. Right. You know, I, I, I just I can't deal with it anymore. Um, you know, and is, is that something that's occurring? Because if somebody just – gets frustrated because they can't get a house and they, they try and try and try and they just say, Hey, I'm done. I'm just going to keep renting or I'm going to go live with my parents or whatever. Um, is this market going to stop? Is it going to slow down? And you remember last week you and I talked about, uh, the, the one statistic that, that just kind of was, was eye opening was these millennials, you know, there's going to be 5 million millennials turning 30 every year until the year 2026 right and that's that's yeah. when you start being a prime consumer 
Yep. And I, and you know, it's funny you mentioned millennials. If you, if you, um, if you look online, I read this actually in a newspaper. Um, I still, I still, by the way, Gary, get the newspaper delivered every day. Um, but anyway, I read this in the newspaper that millennials are depressed over their purchases. A lot of them, um, they think they overpaid for their house. These are, these are successful homeowners. A lot of them think they overpaid. A lot of them think they moved too fast and now they don't like the neighborhood they're living in. And um, there's just a lot of unhappiness um, with, with millennials uh, and, and, and their purchases, apparently, um, according to that article. So, yeah, uh, it's a lot of people. I mean, that's the big difference, I think, in, in this market. Well, I think the other thing, too, is if, if somebody buys a house and, you know, I think the number is the average person moves every seven years. I think that that's the average. You know, you buy a house and within yep. seven years, it's likely that you're going to move. And, you know, we both know that, you know, some people buy a house one year and the next year they call you and they want to sell it. You know, some people buy a house and, you know, there's people that I sold a house to 30 years ago that are still living in the same house. So I think there's all different types of, of right. you know, when you look at people buying houses, what their use is and, and timeline and all that stuff. And I I will always say to people, you know, and especially right now, there's a lot of questions, Jim, about Am I paying too much money in this marketplace? And my first question back to people on that one is, how long do you plan on living in this house? Right. You know, and if somebody says, we're going to be here till our kids graduate, and that's going to be 10 to 15 years, you know, in my opinion, it's okay, even if you are overpaying yep. it, because you're going to have lived here. It's going to be your home. It's where you're going to put your roots down. It's where your kids are going to grow up and you're going to have all these like, you know, things that you do as a family and it's going to be your home. And what happens in 15 years doesn't matter today. But in the meantime, right. you get to live there and, and and be who you are, be it individual or a family. And so if you're overpaying in 2021, but you're not going to sell it till 2041, you're fine. It's okay. It's okay to overpay a little bit because over the, that money over time just – it's. I'm not going to say it's insignificant, but it kind of is. Now, if you're going to buy a house in today's market and you're worried about, am I paying too much for a house and you're going to sell your house within, say, you know, two to five years, do you have to be worried? And I think the answer is, yeah, you have to be, maybe not worried, but you have to be, you have to be cautious. You have to be aware that, hey, if I'm going to sell within five years, if this market does correct itself, can I at least sell my house and break even? Right. And right. those are very difficult questions to try to answer for people right now. Well, and I think that some of the places that uh, a lot of the experts are looking at is the forbearance, um, the mortgage forbearance, and I guess you could call it a market, because um, it says by, by late June, and this was of last year, obviously, you know, 4 million Americans were in forbearance on their mortgage, so they could they did not have to make mortgage payments. Um, millions have exited, but there are still roughly 2.3 million homeowners skipping mortgage payments and are still in forbearance. And some of these economists are starting to question um, if this if this market goes down, um, 
you know, what's going to happen to those people? Are they just going to say, forget it, I'm not going to I'm not going to make my payments. So that's apparently what they're talking about. Um, and Gary, you know, that kind of reminds me of what you know what the hot topic is down here in Florida right now. No, what? A few other states, too, is that um, the the restaurants are all trying to go great guns because everybody is back out. Everybody wants to go out to eat. And apparently it's happening all over the country, too, but down here especially. But these restaurants are forced to only, eat, you know, they're forced to close like two days a week, three days a week because they can't they can't fill the positions, you know, employees don't want to come back to work still. And so the state of Florida is one of them that is uh, considering um, not extending the extra $300 a week in unemployment benefits over and above what, what these people normally would get, um, you know, stating that, you know what, they can go back to work now. Um, so that's what is uh, being politically footballed in this state and some of the other states, um, as I understand it. So, and one of the, one of the things, um, that I, that I read about this morning was there are still people that when you add your unemployment on top of the extra $300 a week are making more money than they were when they were working. So that seems to be one of the things, um, and it makes me wonder about, you know, when I mean, if they're not going to end this until November, I think it was. I mean, geez, when 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 are we going to get back to work here? I mean, it's about time we do. Um, and this 2.3 million people still in in mortgage forbearance. Eh, I'm a little worried about that, as far as the market goes. Um, and 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 we know how um, the the rental um, people not making their rental payments is still alive and well as well. So. I don't know what's going to happen. This is the strangest market um, in terms of <laughs> which way it can go and the things that could affect it, you know, to cause it to go that way are just, there's just so many, you know, spokes in this wheel. It's crazy. Kind of like the Minnesota Timber, Timberwolves. I know the big saying this year was it's the weirdest year ever for that team. Yeah. And, it, and it certainly was. But it, it, is it the weirdest year ever for real estate? And I think that's got to be a new buzzword. You know, well, I mean, when you, when you add all those things together, you know, first of all, you got the millennials, the largest generation ever. They're all they're all in the absolute positive high um, employment range in their lifetime. They are able to make a bit, you know, home purchases. There are more people that want to purchase a house that are out there that are houses for sale. People that want to sell, can't need to move up into another house, can't find one to move up. There's so many strange things that are happening. And then you add in that, that there's 2.4 people who aren't even 2.4 million people in this country who are making their mortgage payments, you know, and um, it, all these other things going at it. It's just, who can predict what's going to happen to this market? Well, let me give you a. I'm on a. I got a couple of things I want to answer one of your questions, but I also want to give um, a quick little example here. And my youngest daughter, uh, she's 28, and she's certainly a millennial, and she is a millennial as a millennial <laughs> as you can get. And she's she just graduated from college. Uh, she's going to be turning 30, but 
I noticed after she graduated and now she's got a job, she's working, she, she wants to go get a master's degree now, so who knows what's going to happen. But almost immediately after she got this job, remember, she's been a college kid for a long time. So right. she's had like no desire other than to just pay my bills, <laughs> you know, pay my rent and get by. But all of a sudden now she's interested in, in buying a house and she's talking about buying a house and becoming a consumer. So she's going and she's not even 30 yet. So she's got a couple of years before she even gets to that 30 year old mark. But she's starting to think about it and she's starting to want to do this stuff. So I think that that. You know, the article that we referenced all this stuff to, that is just really, you know, an example to me is like, yeah, these these millions and millions of these uh, consumers are going to be turning 30 over the next few years. So it's um, it I think it bodes certainly bodes well for the real estate market and for the economy in general, as long as everybody's got jobs and we can pay for it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the forbearance thing that you were talking about, because I think this is something that is going to. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as we all thought it was with the last recession. And I want to talk about this. We're at, we're coming up on the on a break here, so we got to go uh, go to commercial. But uh, sure. when we come back for our next segment, we'll continue the story, folks. You've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL six ten AM. Jimmy Gary, I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney, Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Gary, why don't you give us your phone number up north there so people can get a hold of you, and then I'll give out my phone number for a Florida connection. I'm at 218-390-0615. And my number is 218-348-7653. Gary, I've got a breaking update. Okay. This is off of our subject, but uh, it's, it, it, it comes via a, a, an announcement from our um, REMAX results offices. And it says, the city of Superior has rescinded the mask update effective immediately. The Superior REMAX results office will align and our face coverings practically considered with the CDC. If you are vaccinated, you're not required to wear face covering and all people who have been vaccinated um, or have not been vaccinated are strongly encouraged to wear face coverings. So that's apparently changed. Duluth has not changed. And it says, please continue to wear face covering while visiting both Duluth offices until further notice. So I thought that was a quite the uh, quite the large change. Well, I think the uh, Duluth City Council is going to vote on that mask repealing that mask mandate on I Monday. On Monday, yep. yeah. So they haven't done it yet, but um, we'll see yep. what happens with that. And uh, um, yeah, but but Jim, continuing our talk about this mortgage forbearance thing because you, you know last year at this time when. Everybody was getting laid off. We were, the hospitality industry was just decimated, and they came up right. with a with a program to 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 help stave off um, foreclosure, having having to repossess your house because we we went through that once, and we all right. know how catastrophic it was to just right. take people's home from them. Um, so, you know, when you look at the timeline of this thing and everybody getting laid off. Uh, in in the state of Minnesota, you have uh, if somebody stops making their payment, you know they have it. It takes up to almost a year to for for the bank to foreclose on it and repossess it. But with right. people going into forbearance and and uh, the lending industry coming up with this program and allowing people just to not 
forgive their payments, but just kind of put them on the back end of them. And, and when they can get back and start making payments, then they can resume it without any damage to their credit. But not everybody's going to like be able to do that. There's going to be some casualties when it comes to this housing market and you're in forbearance. Maybe you didn't go back to work. I still think the hospitality industry, especially restaurants, I still think they're really suffering. I don't think it's as bad, but I think some of them are going to shut down. And I think there's going to be a percentage of people that aren't going to get their jobs back. It's just going to be a weeding out of some of that economy. And so I think ultimately, Jim, there are going to, we are going to see a spike in foreclosures. And I think it's going to be both local and national. And I think that's going to begin as we get into the, the third and fourth quarter of this year, where you're going to start to see some of this. Unless they come up with some more modifications to some of the mortgages to help people that really want help. You know, I do think that you'll start to see um, a spike in for, uh, foreclosures. But if we're dealing with a two to three million dollar or two to three million number here of of these these properties in forbearance, that's relatively small percentage wise when you compare it to what happened in the housing recession. Sure. And so there, it's it's not going to have anywhere near the impact that we had in in the housing recession in the late 2000s. And so I think yeah. th- th- that's good. But I do think you're going to start to see some of that, and it's going to start to shake itself out as we get into the latter half of this year. So I, I think that those are important things to think about. Um, investors are always looking for real estate, but I do think that you're going to see some more foreclosures as um, we get into this year. You know, I just want to go back to this um why work when they're paying me to stay home thing? You know, I, I actually, it, it, it wasn't really an interview, but I ran into somebody and didn't really know them. I was out uh, having having lunch one day and this guy was midday drinking a beer and I was just chatting with him. He's like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm collecting. And um, I'm like, well, uh, when are you going back to work? He goes, well, not until they tell me. Not until they cut it off, you know, and he was adamant about it, you know, and it, 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 when I left there, I mean, I, I was kind of chuckling at the guy because of his attitude about it. But at the same time, I'm like going, buddy, you're going to have to remember what it's like not to be lazy. <laughs> I mean, because that's just what came through to me. You know, it's like, you know, you, you got to go back to work. Um and and that's the big wrestling part right now. So at least down here. Well, well, who knows what the numbers are going to be? But I, I I guess I'm hopeful that the impact on these foreclosures aren't. It's not going to be significant. I I do think that there will be there will be another small wave of deals to be had, but uh, nothing like we experienced um, in the housing recession. And I, and I certainly think that, you know, even if people get in trouble and the risk of foreclosure is there, if, if we stay strong like we are now, those people are going to be able to get out of their house easy, you know. Um, and unfortunately, though, they, you know, it'd be hard to buy again. Um, but, uh, you know, and if uh, unless the market crashes, the real estate market crashes, these people, even if they get into trouble after forbearance, they should be able to get out of there without, you know, unscathed, except, you know, what are you going to do without a house? So. Um, I hope that those that can make their house payments have decided to resume because it's going to be hard to catch up. I think it's going to be harder to catch up than a lot of people think. I agree with you. I agree with you. And um, But I guess I'm hopeful that things 
Right. Somebody always gets hurt, believe me. Somebody are, you know, and and the the biggest issue and I re, I just remember vividly from the from the height of this housing recession, Jim, that we were in. These families that were just you, you know, it's it's devastating. And the kids, you know, and you know, I don't know if you remember us talking about millennials back in 2009 and 10 and 11 in this housing market and how they were never going to buy a house because they saw the damage that was right. done from their parents losing their house, you know, when they were kids. And uh, um, uh, and so it's a devastating effect on families. And I think this has been, this pandemic has just been, a de- had a devastating attack, uh, effect on uh, people, hardworking people, people that go out and they struggle every day to pay their bills they they live paycheck to paycheck and and they want a house they 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 do their best and uh, and through no fault of their own they um um they get hammered and so i hope we yeah. don't experience a large percentage of that type of stuff um and do you, uh, do you remember the other the other funny article that we probably read oh it must have been like seven eight nine years ago probably it was uh i think the headline was um, millennials don't want your old house. <laughs> and then it was all about, yeah, we're not interested in your kind of styles of houses. We'll just, we'll just do our own thing in our own way. And I remember you and I talking about it. Go, yeah, well, they don't have any kids yet. Wait till they have kids. That'll all change. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, and, and we all know that you do change when you have kids. So, um, oh my, yes. Um, but uh, your needs change as well. So, um, Hopefully, I, I do think that we're seeing these millennials come out and buy these houses, and I, I think it's helping fuel the market, and I think it will continue to, to help fuel the market as we move into the future. You know, Jim, right. uh, mortgage interest rates are still great. I mean, the 30-year fixed rate up here, 3%, uh, your yeah. 15 years, 28 uh, You know, so we've still got a great environment for borrowing money, and uh, ultimately how long that that takes – or that stays in effect, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, FHA and VA have dropped under three now. So, you know, you've just got you've yeah. got this environment for people that uh, want to buy houses that it's just never going to be a better time in terms of borrowing money than, than, than where we are right now. And so if these rates start to go up, which they're certainly predicting that they are, um, you know, it's just going to be a little bit more expensive, you know, for you to buy a house. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's really good that these these rates are where they're staying where they're at. So that is helping, you know, pushing this economy down the road. That's for sure. Well, I look around Duluth. I look around the Twin Ports, Jim, and we're we're finally getting all the leaves on the trees. Everything's starting to bloom up. It's been a, um, an interesting week with with getting all the growth and to see this area again. When people come into this area, I'm, you know, for years have always been bullish on the Twin Ports, and so from you know the housing standpoint I, I i you hear this over and over and over again people like coming to the twin ports and uh now me for example you know in a couple of years i could be calling you <laughs> because oh, yeah. this cold yeah, weather definitely starts to affect you as you get older and uh you know that's certainly something we hear as well as you just can't take these winters anymore and so uh trying to get some warmth even if it was for a couple months you know, in the wintertime would be so nice. Yep. It is. Uh, it, it, it gets a little it gets a little too much, though, in the summer. So I can hardly wait to get on a plane and come north again. So, but, yeah. 
Um, it's very busy down here. So, I mean, if anybody wants to, anybody wants to buy a house, it's, it's certainly an idea, but we are in the same scenario that the Twin Ports are in. You know, Gary, every house that comes on the market down here has got a shelf life of two or three days, um, multiple offers, and away it goes. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was at a continuing education class um, pretty much all day yesterday, and the subject came up of what's going on in offers, and um, it was kind of ended up, ended up to be like a little group discussion, which was kind of off of the topic of what the education was, but it was an interesting one. And that was um, the conversation ultimately went to um, homes that are selling without home inspections. And was that a good idea or a bad idea? And um, it was a quite, quite, uh, um, what would I say? And it, it was very, very livid discussion, I would say. Maybe lively, let's put it that way, lively. People weren't mad. Um, and a lot of opinions on that. And a lot of the people were saying that, you know, it's better for everybody if there's a home inspection. And I have a hard time disagreeing with that. Jim, we got to take a break here. Folks, you've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDL 610 AM and with Jim and Gary, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We're already the last segment for this Saturday. Gary, why don't you give out your phone number again? I can be reached at 218-390-0615. And my telephone number is 218-348-7653. Uh, however, I'm selling down in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, which is 40 miles south of of um, Fort Myers, Florida. Um, Gary, what's the temperature up there? I heard it's going to be in the 80s up there pretty quick. Well, I I don't know what it is today. You know, we're recording this on Friday, but I think it's in the mid-60s. A little muggy, a little overcast. You know, nice. but uh, very nice. Yeah, but uh, a couple of things, Jim. I want to talk about here is the a couple of the hot markets in Duluth. You know, if people have a house yep. and you want to want to sell a house. Your Lakeside Market, your Denfeld Market, they're the two hottest neighborhoods in the city of Duluth. So if you have a house out there and you're wondering what the value of it is, or if you you got some things that maybe you think you should do and repair, don't hesitate to give us a call. And, uh, you know, we'd be happy to come out and and give you a consultation. Uh, Lakeside, Piedmont, Duluth Heights is a hot market. Kenwood is a hot market. Uh, Piedmont is always a hot market, you know. So these neighborhoods, uh, they're always in the top in terms of, of number of houses they sell. Congdon certainly a, a very popular neighborhood, as well as Hermantown and as, and Cloquet, you know, Jim. How many years have we been talking about the, the little city of Cloquet? That's such a great right. real estate market and how many homes they sell up there year in and year out. And so um, uh, these these particular That's a areas, great little town, I think. It, I it love really Cloquet. is. I mean, it's a very, very cool little place to go and visit and uh, – uh, some of the history that's up there, and, and Proctor as well. I mean, people don't realize uh, some of these old railroad towns, you know, and you, I'll take Proctor, for example. You know, they built a lot of just, sh- I, I'll call them shack houses, boarding houses, where the railroad people would come in and they'd lay over and they'd have a little bunkhouse to sleep in. And some of these houses have been renovated over time, but they still exist. And so it's it's really interesting to see some of the history of some of these houses and get in them, uh, and then some of the old architectural type houses as you get into the uh, uh, your Congdon, your Hunters Park, Woodland. You know these are these are all uh, very good 
neighborhoods uh, that people, you know, want to live in, as well as some of the rural areas, Jim. I think, you know, we've seen a, a blow up in, in people wanting to live rural. We've seen the certainly right. seen the prices go up on rural properties, but I think, exactly. you know, these, these properties, lake properties <coughs> are hot, river properties are hot, and land. I mean, these are things that people are looking for. So if you have these types of properties and you're interested, give us a call and um, we can certainly help you out. We got about a minute, Jim. What else you got? Well, I just think it's kind of fun. Um, I've been reading a lot about real estate. Big, big, big real estate companies are suing each other like crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just like crazy. They have a an article out here that says Compass versus Reality, Kelly Williams versus EXP, REX versus everyone. <laughs> you know, goes on and on and on and. And um, Rocket Mortgage apparently has a lawsuit against United Wholesale Mortgage, and they have a lawsuit back. It's just like everybody seems to be suing everybody, and I find it kind of kind of humorous. The one company that is 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 largely absent is Remax. Is apparently not in any of these lawsuits. So I guess that's good for us. Jim, uh, we got to sign off for this week. Folks, thanks for listening again to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show here on KDL 610 AM. And Jim Jim and I will be back next week on Saturday from 12 to 1. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next week.